Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. C-O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen, you'll get a shave that's smooth and clean, you'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bill Stern bringing you the 385th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel, featuring strange and fantastic stories, some legends, some hearsay, but also interesting that we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight in person from St. Louis is baseball's colorful character Dizzy Dean. But before Dizzy Dean speaks from St. Louis, here is Real One. Speaking of great pitchers nicknamed Dizzy, I know of another one. This one pitches for the Detroit Tigers. His name is Dizzy Trout. But when he shaves, Dizzy Trout isn't so dizzy. No, sir, he uses Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, for here's what he recently wrote me. Dear Bill, I try to put plenty of steam on the ball when I pitch it, but when I shave, it's different. I like to work my razor fast, but light and easy. And Colgate Brushless Shave Cream lets me do it. This light, fluffy shave cream sure has made a champion shaver out of me. It takes only a few seconds to spread it over my face, and right away, Colgate Brushless softens up my whiskers for that fast, no-snag performance. Anytime the boys discuss shaving, I put in my two cents by telling them, well, you'd cut down your shaving problems, too, if you'd start using Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. Like you said, Bill, it's light and it's right. Kind regards, Dizzy Trout. See what I mean, men? It is famous sports stars like Dizzy Trout who've made Colgate Brushless the shave cream of champions. And believe me, Colgate Brushless will deliver champion performance to you, too. It's not greasy or heavy, but it's light and fluffy, so it's easier and quicker to spread. And it's moist and active. It stands your whiskers up so your razor cuts through and doesn't glide over them. If you have tough whiskers planted in a tender skin, then Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is made for you. Takes your razor through a snag-free shave and rinses off with a finish in a one, two, three. But look, men... I wish you'd prove this all to yourself. If you're not completely satisfied, just send the top of the carton back to me. Bill Stern, Garrett Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight. Now available in both tubes and jars. It's light and it's right. Real 2. Profile of a magazine cover. Do you ever realize that one of this country's best-known magazines... Time magazine has been a jinx. A jinx for some sports stars? For no sooner do the pictures of sports celebrities appear on the cover of Time magazine than these same sports stars run into bad luck. This jinx has been going on for 13 years, for it began back in... 1934. The racehorse of that year was Cavalcade. Winner of the Kentucky Derby, Cavalcade had swept through every important race for three-year-olds, winning them all. One day... On the cover of Time magazine appears the picture of Cavalcade. Three days later, Cavalcade trips and falls. The mighty horse never wins another race. The jinx begins its march. 1935. Joe DiMaggio's the most famous ball player in baseball. On July the 7th, Joe DiMaggio's picture appears on the cover of Time magazine. Immediately in the All-Star game that same week, the great Joe DiMaggio gets no hits in five times at bat makes two errors, and loses the game for the American League. The jinx marches on. 1936. The tennis championships at Forest Hills. Helen Jacobs has won the championship four times in a row. That week, on the cover of Time magazine, appears the picture of Helen Jacobs. The next day, she loses her championship. 
The Jinx marches on. 1937. Baron Gottfried von Kram is hailed as the greatest tennis player in the world. He is the tennis champion of Germany. On September the 13th, on the cover of Time magazine, appears a picture of Baron Gottfried von Kram. The next day, he is beaten. And a few months later, Baron von Kram passes from world renown into the torture of a Nazi concentration camp. The Jinx marches on. 1938. Johnny Goodman is America's golf champion. In the British Championship, Johnny Goodman is an 8-1 to favorite to win. That week, on the cover of Time magazine, appears a picture of Johnny Goodman. Two days later, Johnny Goodman loses both his matches. And the Walker Cup leaves America for the first time in 14 years. The Jinx marches on. 1939. Michigan's mighty football team, led by Tommy Harmon, is rolling over all opposition. One week... On the cover of Time magazine, Tommy Harmon's picture appears. The next week, Tom Harmon has stopped cold as Illinois, without a single victory to its credit, defeats unbeaten Michigan for the greatest upset of the season. The Jinx marches on. 1941. Joe Lewis is the heavyweight champion of the world. One week, on the cover of Time magazine, appears the picture of Joe Lewis. Immediately, Joe Lewis has his fight with Billy Kahn called off. The Jinx marches on. 1945. On the cover of Time magazine appears the picture of Mel Ott, manager of the New York Giants. At once, Mel Ott watches his New York Giants drop from first place to fifth place. The Jinx marches on. 1946. America's greatest horse race, the Kentucky Derby. On the cover of Time magazine, there appears the picture of Elizabeth Graham, whose horse is the big favorite to win the Derby. But on the very day her picture appears on the cover of Time magazine, her horse loses the derby, and 26 of her horses are burned to death. The Jinx marches on. 1947. Now we're up to this year, this very week. This week, on the cover of Time magazine, appears the picture of Brooklyn manager Leo DeRocher. And this very week... No sooner is Leo DeRocher's picture on the cover of Time magazine than he is suspended from baseball. Maybe it's just a trick of fate. Perhaps it's all a mere coincidence. But whatever it is, it's the strange story of a strange jinx. Time marches on. Real three. Colgate's camera close-up of Dizzy Dean. Former star of the St. Louis Cardinals and immortal in baseball, Dizzy Dean's as colorful as he is famous. He's waiting now in St. Louis to speak to the nation. So without further ado, this is Bill Stern switching you from where I'm standing in New York. The next voice you hear will be Dizzy Dean speaking in person from St. Louis. Good evening, folks. I ain't a ball player anymore. I'm a baseball broadcaster and a good one, too. What if I did say he slid into third or he was thrown out at second? Besides, where do folks get off criticizing my grammar? Shucks, I only went up to the second grade, and if I'd have gone up to the third, I'd have passed my old man. But I got enough education for broadcasting. Only during the war, it was kind of tough, because they wouldn't let you talk about the weather. But I got around that. One day during the war, they, when they had to call a game because of rain, I just announced over the air. I can't tell you folks why they're calling this game off, but if you'll just stick your heads out the window, you'll darn soon find out. Another day, three newspaper men came to me and asked me where I was born. Well, I didn't want to have them all print the same story, so I told one I was born in Arkansas, another I was born in Mississippi, and the third I was born in Oklahoma. I ain't sure about my birthday either. 
I always thought it was January the 16th, but my dad says it was August the 22nd. But I figure I ought to know best because I was the one who was being born. But getting back to broadcasting, I like working in my broadcasting booth. And by the way, do you know what a broadcasting booth is? That's a hog pen with Venetian blinds. And this is Dizzy Dean in St. Louis returning you to Bill Stearns in New York. Thank you so much. Good luck and good night, Dizzy Dean. Real four, Arthur Gary. What's Colgate brushless shave cream got that so many champs saluted? Ah, brother, it's got plenty. Try it for your next shave. Wash your face, spread it on, shave it off. Yeah, it's that fast with Colgate brushless, the shave cream of champions. It's really amazing how this light, fluffy cream takes the fight out of barbed wire whiskers. How it teams up with your razor for a no-pull, no-snag performance. And how refreshed it leaves your face. No sting or smart. And here's the sweet payoff. A quick rinse and Colgate Brushless washes clean off your face and razor. Reasons enough for you to try Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Get yourself a tube or jar tonight. It's light and it's right. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real five. Profile of April the 12th. Tomorrow is April the 12th. Because it is, I'd like to tell you the story of how that date, April the 12th, how that peculiar date down through history has affected sports. Our story begins with a youngster named John. John lived many years ago, and like most youngsters, he loved sports. Best of all, John loved to swim. Oh, John wasn't any champion, but he was a good swimmer. So good that one day he saved another boy from drowning. This other youngster was a little Negro boy, and John became good friends with this little Negro boy. And through this boy, John began to learn something about the slavery question that was plaguing this country back in those days. John became so interested in this problem that he decided to devote the rest of his life to a crusade against slavery. And John did devote the rest of his life to fighting slavery. That is, he did until one day on April the 12th of 1858, the government ordered John's arrest, ordered him arrested for helping the slaves to escape. John immediately fled, and he tried to hide. He barricaded himself inside of an old barn, and it was there that a party of army officers finally found him. In this party of army officers was a young captain. This young army captain ordered John to come out of the barn and to give himself up. John finally did give himself up. Whereupon, this young army captain placed John under arrest and brought him to trial. John was found guilty. Twenty-four hours later, they ordered him hanged. And so, he was put to death. That's the story of John. John, who on April the 12th of 1858, was ordered arrested. An order that ultimately cost him his life. John's body lay for a while in an unmarked grave. Until one day... Someone wrote a song about him, for you see, John's full name was John Brown. John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. The story of April the 12th had begun. But what about that young army captain? The young army captain who captured John Brown and thereby caused his death. Well, strangely enough, this young army captain is remembered also because of another April the 12th. For you see, this army captain who captured John Brown was to make himself famous. For his name was Abner Doubleday. And it was this same man who made history by inventing the game of baseball. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. You'd think that Abner Doubleday, who did invent baseball and who did capture John Brown, would be remembered for these deeds. But he's far better known 
as the man who on April the 12th of 1861 fired the first shot that began the Civil War. But speaking of things that happened on April the 12th, a man died two years ago on this very same date. A man to be remembered. Ah, he wasn't a champion in any sport, and yet he was the greatest champion that sports have ever had. And two years ago tomorrow, when I first heard the tragic news of his death, I tried to think of something appropriate that would sum up everyone's feelings for this man. And in trying to think of something appropriate for him, I remembered a simple inscription in the Arlington Military Cemetery where America's war heroes are buried. And I think that this inscription, which was meant for America's war heroes, applies equally well to this man who died two years ago tomorrow. For that inscription in Arlington Cemetery reads, Sleep well, soldier. You are not forgotten. And he can never be forgotten for his name was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Portrait of a man who died two years ago tomorrow on April the 12th. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. We'll be back next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when our guest will be one of Hollywood's most ardent sports fans, the lovely movie star Vivian Blaine. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we bring you as our special guest from Hollywood, the movie star Vivian Blaine speaking on sports. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, there's still a shortage of fats to make soap. So save and sell every pound of used kitchen fats. And remember, you get more money for used fat today. So keep saving it. And keep selling it. Waste fat makes soap. So don't waste waste fat. Fill a tin and turn it in. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from New York and St. Louis. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Mm.